Welcome to Yo Rehashed Generation Next with Larry Tazuma and Summer Wind. Yo is back. Hi, and welcome to the Yoke Podcast. My name is Larry Tazuma. I'm your host today. Also with me is... Summer Wynn. She is our producer. Uh, behind the scenes, we have Paris Wang. He is operating the cameras and the live, well, semi-live stream. And today, we um, we will be talking to Alex Liu. But before we get to Alex Liu, let's just chat a little bit. How's your, how's your uh, winter break? It's been a while since I've talked to you. Oh, I think what it... We didn't. We never go out New Year's Eve. Uh, we we don't like the traffic and the crazy drivers. Um, so something was different this year. Um, God. Oh, my friend visited me, in I don't know. It's really. I God. I sound so boring, but my friend visited me, and we did all this uh, three day hair journey for her, and then we met my parents for New Year's Day, for eating. Um, uh, Vietnamese food, wow. which is typical for I think a lot of Asians. We just go out and eat yeah, at an Asian restaurant. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and we'll do that for Lunar New Year too, right? So that's right. Yeah, and just for, eating. That's great. Yeah. For me, I I, I broke my ankle. So oh yeah, yeah. I, um, oh my god. I gosh. didn't have my surgery until the twenty second, but I actually broke it on um, the eighth, seventh of December. So that was kind of. Um, I was limping around with a kind of a wobbly ankle for a good couple of weeks before I had the surgery. Yeah, so. Well, it was more exciting than my my holiday, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, how did your wife? Um, well, they went to Orlando without me. They went to uh, Disney World and Universal Studios because, man, it's a long time to have a, um, a winter break from school and not do anything. So I said, go. You guys so go. you canceled your trip? I canceled my part of the trip, which was, we were supposed to go on a, on a cruise mm-hmm. to the Western Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I had to cancel that and. Um, you know, and then, but they went anyway, we rebooked their flight mm-hmm. and they went to the theme parks anyway. I think you should have gone. You could have cut in line. A lot of people can cut in line. I heard about that. Yeah. I heard about that. But I was, I was not, I was not ready to do that. No. <laughs> okay. So welcome back. We are at the Yoke podcast. Let's welcome Alex Liu. Hi, Alex. Hello. Hello. Hi, Larry. Hi, Summer. Hi. I'm in Paris. Hello. Hello. Glad Yay. to be here. How are you doing? I am good. I'm doing great today. And it's also good because I haven't seen you, Larry, in 20 plus years. 20 plus it's years. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. And, and what is your history with you cute guys? Well, I, I've known Alex as a performance artist. That's I believe that's how I met you. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Good memory. Yeah. Way before I did Yoke, um, I was doing live theater performance, but solo autobiographical performance art slash theater so that's how we met when did you start ago. doing that i started doing that in um oh my gosh i'm gonna date myself 1989 wow that's courage yeah, yeah. dating yeah. yourself is not a big yeah. deal yeah. 1980, <laughs> still 1989 and then i think mm-hmm. i met you not too long after that actually yeah. uh my reference for the whole performance artist thing is through dan kwong are right. your colleagues with dan kwong who started yes, yes. this before yes. first was you know, it you or him no definitely dan is the man uh, okay and so he's my main mentor um and i you know dabbled in theater a little bit i you know studied film and theater at ucla my undergrad and then when i came out i wanted to just kind of get into the industry in whatever ways i was trying to 
and I came across this um, flyer that said, oh, looking for a group of Asian men, Asian American men. It was the first Asian men's writing performing group that I think has ever been put together. So Dan Kwong, who's amazing performance installation artist, now documentary filmmaker as well, um, he put together this group and um, I saw the flyer at East West Players because I was always going to shows at East West, knew a bunch of East West folks. So long story short, I picked it up and I joined the group and then it really just changed my life. Right. It literally changed my life. I yeah. I never took the performance artist part of his, his training, but I did some other training with Dan Kwong and it really involves some deep, deep, research inside of yourself doesn't it yes yes it's definitely peeling the layers looking at some really powerful potent sometimes painful but a lot of times we also look at things that we never really celebrated because you know um you know traditionally in asian culture you're like oh i got an a but i didn't get an a plus (laughs) so i'm not gonna brag about my a um so yeah so just really unearthing autobiographical incidents, stories. So a lot of themes were like identity. Um, so you're, yeah. I, so I read that you're Chinese Vietnamese. Yes. You are a refugee via helicopter. Yes, uh, yes. Not, not boat, right? Not right, boat. yeah, no. We um, left Saigon, Vietnam, the last day of the war, um, April 30th, 1975. Hmm on the last American chopper. Mm. So my dad... I might have been with you. Maybe. Because we went down a yeah. chopper too. Yeah. Go on. So my wow. mom, my dad, my older sister and I was us. And it was pretty uh, pretty harrowing. You know, we, we literally ran uh, for our lives, ran for the helicopter, and then jumped in. And then it took off. And then, um, yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> you know, somewhat traumatic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Did you... When you came here, who, did you have... A host family or something like that? We didn't have anybody. Yeah. We, we were sponsored, luckily, by a friend of my mom's who she worked with in Vietnam. And she had come out to America years a couple of years before that. Um, her husband's German. And so she came and then they settled in um, the San Gabriel Valley. And then we got sponsored by them. And so we didn't know anybody other than them when we first came here, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even back then when... We came here in 75. The Sangro Valley was, was already kind of changing a little bit, you know. I mean, you started seeing some influx of Asians. But I think I'm pretty sure that we were the first wave of, like, the Vietnamese Chinese refugees mm-hmm. from, from Vietnam. Yeah, 75, 76, 77. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you didn't speak the language, of course. No. You spoke primarily Vietnamese. Yeah, Chinese, Vietnamese. Um, but I did go to... French school when mm. I was in mm. Vietnam for a couple of years, so but I did not speak English. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, what what yeah. culture do you lean on most, or what culture do you? Um, identify? I would say Chinese and Vietnamese, but mostly. I mean, the the complicated situation is that most of my family members. They speak Vietnamese. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you know I spoke Chinese, I spoke Vietnamese, but then when I came to the states. All those cousins and all of those aunts and uncles and nephews, they weren't here yet, mm. right? So I had to learn English right away. Yeah. Um, and then I spoke Chinese mainly at, at home with my parents and some Vietnamese. Um, so my Vietnamese kind of gradually kind of just 
you know, receded. And then when my cousins and my uncles and when they came in the second wave of immigrants, then I kind of retained it back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I would say I connect to both. Are you saying yeah. are, are the Chinese? Is yeah. it Cantonese or is Cantonese? It? Cantonese. Yeah, okay. Cantonese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but my dad drilled us in Mandarin when we were kids. So I also speak Mandarin. Mandarin too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Multilingual. Yeah. I love that. How's your French? Yeah. I used to be completely fluent in French, and then maybe wow. like after a year and a half of being in the States, I just lost it. But if I looked at the words, I can still read it. I bet you can bring it back. Yeah, I can still read it phonetically correct, but mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to converse in it. You know, Think correct. of all the roles you're going to get in yeah. France with the French language. Yeah. You'll be like the only yeah. API. So I, 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 I wish I spoke fluent French again, but one, one of these days I'll probably try to go mm -hmm. back to it, you know. Okay, so one yeah. more question about this performance artist. Sorry to cut that part no, short, no, no, but I, no, no, I, no, I want to. You, you have, you've had a. Is it a traveling show? Is it a. Yeah, the so one man show. after I joined the Asian men's group um, with Dan, we actually traveled and performed for a couple of years in just different cities here and there. And then I really loved that art form. You know, the thing about performance and solo performance or just in a group is that. It's so easy to put up a show if you don't suck, right? Uh -huh. So so hopefully if your stuff is pretty good, then you can get it to put it up. And so I went from the group to creating and writing my own solo one-man show mm. called Three Lives, which is really about my family uh, leaving Vietnam. So that's what the show is about. Nice. Yeah, and it focuses on the men in my family because Asian men are never really talked about presented in pop culture, entertainment, you know, so that's what I wanted to focus on. You mean in, in a yeah. positive way or in a negative way? In a positive way, way. yeah, okay. in a positive way, yeah, yeah. So when you do yeah. this this performance, does the feelings, are still oh, raw? Oh, yeah, the feelings are always there oh. um, because you've lived it, right? And so, but I've done it for so long that when I go on stage now, everything is real. I know it sounds kind of odd, but everything is real, like the, the intensity is there, and I just sort of access it on stage and I'm able to just access it, you know, visual memories, images, words and everything, experiences. But then when I leave the stage, like I just leave it there. I don't go home nice. with mm -hmm. it. Um, but it was different when I first did the show. But like when I first did the show, it was really weird because I would leave the stage and I'm in the green room and I'm like really kind of emotional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now you just sort of discipline that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you play all your male characters. Yeah, I play a version of myself. Mm -hmm. I play my grandfather. I play my father. And I play a younger cousin character. Wow, it seems really yeah. hard and varied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I play my mom for like three seconds, you know. Wait, show me your... Yeah. Give me some of your mom. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I'm really, oh my gosh. Like, oh, I, you know. I'm glad I didn't ask. My mom, it, it's, it, well, it's in Cantonese, you know, so it's just like, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. So, yeah. wait, you do the women characters too? Well, no, just my mom. Oh, like okay. A quick, quick little, little scene. Do you yeah, change yeah. the clothes or you just play it? I have a couple neutral. of, uh, I have a couple of, um, Wardrobe changes. Okay. I think that's yeah. cute. If you, yeah. Even, I don't know yeah. about the timing, but if you were able to do that, yeah. Yeah. that'd be funny. Yeah, I have so, a quick wardrobe change where, let's, let's say there's like a song that's playing or a sound effect that's playing and then I literally like go off like to the side of the stage mm -hmm. and I take off the clothes that I was wearing and I put her back on then I, and I come back out. So I, I've been able to do it really, really fast. But there are some performers who literally have like um, 
you know, one of those like clothes racks mm. on stage, and then they do their character, and then they walk away, and then they put on, and it's still like really amazing, you know. Yeah. I mean, like Anna Devere Smith, who's one of my performer heroes, when she did Twilight L.A. about the riots, mm. um, that's what she did. She did Daryl Gates. She played Daryl Gates. She played uh, Rodney King. But she just went off and you see her, they dim the light and she puts on a little outfit and she puts on like a police hat and she comes out and she's Daryl Gates. Wow. So I, I love that about her. That whole yeah. transformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think I can do that. So I just kind of dart off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So um, let's get into what you're doing right now. It is called... Um, so I am in the new Netflix show called The Brother's Son. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you, thank Good. you. I saw um, it's trending number three on Netflix right yes, now. Yes, yes. Awesome. Kind of, yeah, mostly yeah. solid, solid, you know, really, really positive reviews um, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's gotten really great um, responses. So I'm super happy, super proud of the show and just very grateful and very um, very humble to be quite honest to be a part of that show and with that cast and uh, I didn't think that that would ever happen um, but um, so soon after you came back from your theater yeah yeah and so um, I, I I was doing auditions like oh my gosh mm-hmm. almost 30 years ago and mm-hmm. I was with the Sun agency. And that was an agency that if you're an API actor, you know the Sun Agency. They're very, very famous. Um, and I was represented by the Sun Agency. I auditioned for some really cool stuff. Didn't get anything, but just being represented by the Sun Agency was a real privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my performance stuff really took off. And so I just kind of like, you know how they say, you know, you have to just like ride that train, right? And I'm so glad I did because I, I love performance. I It's made a career for me, thank goodness. And so I put aside the stuff. And then, of course, Sun Agency closed its doors years ago. And I haven't had any auditions for ages, for 20 plus 25 years. Long yeah. story short, the last couple of years, I was just telling some of this on the ride over here. I was like, you know, I look older, for better or worse, um, packed on a few pounds, um, but I have a lot more experience now. And so I thought, you know, I think there's more roles now, right? With API representation in the last six, seven, eight years. So I thought, you know, I think there might be some parts that I think I might be able to go for now because there's more roles, thank goodness. So I said, okay, I'm going to one last shot, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to just mm-hmm. try it again, see if I get anything. Um, and then I thought about that for about two years, like just really thinking about it, you know, you know uh, and just putting that energy towards that for, for what it's worth. And then I surprisingly got signed by an agent um, that wasn't even taking any more clients, as a matter of fact, and mm-hmm. he signed me, which is really so happy about that. And then within five or six months, I got the brother-son part. And tell them yeah. who your agent is so they can contact you for more roles. Oh, right. My <laughs> agent is the amazing Clarence Cheatham, C-H-E-A-T-H-A-M. And mm-hmm. it's uh, Cheatham and Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. the agent. You're welcome, yeah. sir. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I mean, Clarence is amazing. So yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I got that part and just had a blast working on it, you know. Yeah. That's so exciting for you, yeah. Alex. You yeah, deserve thanks, it. You've been thanks. you've been doing your homework like thanks. for a while. Now, I've known you for like we said a long time, and you've had this signature look. Uh, 
Summer, for the folks who are listening instead of watching this, what can you describe Alex's look? Oh, just, you want me to do yeah, it? Okay. Do okay. Let me, let me just, <laughs> this is, okay. Um, be kind. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not going to be okay. kind. I'm just, trying Honest, to, but kind. I'm just trying to pick out the best. I'm not one of those who want to shame people. <laughs> sure. But he has long hair past the shoulders, actually longer than mine, which is interesting <laughs> when I see men who have longer hair than me. And then he has a, a scruffy um, uh, beard. That, Much grayer. Now. Yeah. What do you guys call that? It's like a beard and goatee, a, a goatee. Uh, yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. the whole mixed family of, right. uh, of hairy, um, <laughs> right. of hair. And it's salt and pepper, yeah. salt and pepper. But hey, <laughs> after all the years that yeah. he's been um, t- um, taking a small break, outside and only into theater is yeah. the fact that he still has hair guys yeah. still has hair it's not too much on top anymore but well uh, i'm short i can't yeah, see that yeah. okay so <laughs> oh thank goodness yeah thank yeah goodness. <laughs> and then um and a few wrinkles you yes. basically look the same from, from 20 years ago oh, so yeah, yeah packing the pounds is not a big deal it's just packing for this for the wall who would have known that the signature look that you've had for years would somehow translate to the leader of a triad now. That's what I'm saying. Amazing. It applies. Yeah. A, you're exactly it opens correct. Up your world, right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you can play Mr. Rogers, and then you can play evil. Right. He can, he has both because his smile can go downward. What did you right. tell me? You said you have a. You can do Mad Dog, or oh, you can right. do right. Yeah, yeah, just like but, happy greeting, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, but right. Mad Dog, can you show us? Well, if if you guys can't see <laughs> it, but yeah, yeah, that. What is your? Uh, <laughs> Character's name again? Something uh, really noodle Lips. <laughs> yeah. Was that the characters that you auditioned for? Or no, they so what's so interesting is that I auditioned for a different role. Okay. And I, I, I'm not even sure who ended up playing him, but I'm sure it was a person that was way better than, than me because I didn't get that part, which is fine. So I didn't, I didn't get it. We didn't hear anything about it. And so when you don't hear anything, you kind of just go, well, maybe they're taking a while or maybe they just decided because they don't necessarily like tell you right away if you don't get the part. So then about almost like two months later, Ooh, when I read for the original part, my agent called me and said, oh, um, they want to see you again. You have a callback, huh. but it's a different character. And I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he was like, you know, the show. And I'm like, what show? Because <laughs> I had gone on other auditions, right? Yeah. And so he said, you know, the Netflix show, you know, Brother Son. And I said... Oh, okay. And so I went back and it wasn't a self-tape audition. It was a Zoom live with the main casting person. Right. And so they gave me a different character. Mm -hmm. This is the character's name. This is what you're going to do in the scene. And so I I did it. Uh, It was a comical scene. And then um, she gave me some notes, which is great. I think I did maybe like four four takes varying it Mm -hmm. here a little bit. And then that was it. Um, she did say something after the audition that I thought, oh, that sounds good. Because she said, oh, um, you're able to shoot these dates, right? And I'm thinking, well, of course I can. But I thought, well, do they say that to everybody? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know. Well, they spent, so, um, you told me they spent uh, a while with you, right? Well, that one was not too long. Yeah, oh. the most recent audition I had. Oh, okay. It was almost like 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, so then I... Didn't hear anything about it. A week later, my agent called and said, hey, you got the part. Nice. And I said, oh, my gosh. I was totally stunned. Yeah, usually, so usually, I don't know about other casting yeah. directors, but sometimes when we spend a little longer on an actor, yeah. if, if, we say, if we say, oh, you are great, thanks, bye, yeah. 
Right? right, but right. if if we say ten minutes, fifteen minutes, we're like, yeah. oh, your chances of they want yeah. to see you play. That's right. your right. chances have just elevated. Right. So that that's what it was like with Brother Sun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, when I went back for the live Zoom callback, I mean, mm-hmm. she gave me some really good directions, and then I think the third take, mm-hmm. she said, you can kind of just if you want to add a few phrases, you mm-hmm. know, in, Ooh, in Mandarin. That's you know, so I so, yeah. so I added some Mandarin phrases, you know, mm-hmm. which I think made it in the actual show. Do they? Yeah. I wonder if you get paid more for adding like another language. You know how I in a regular that. job you you <laughs> bilingual. You should be. Paid. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, so uh, I have a question for you. Uh, I was gonna say um, with your acting um, prowess. Oh God. Uh, do you did you find it weird that they 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 called you two months later for another role in about. The character Noodle Lips. Now, yeah. I was called Noodle in high school, and oh. back then that was actually racist. Oh. But not judging anybody, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, calling yeah. me Noodle, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I, I don't. But um, because I, my school was like a thousand kids and only four Asians or whatever, oh, four or wow. five. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't take it any other way. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. with yours is Noodle Lips, so I feel like it right. has a fine, yeah. like more adjective kind right. of like positive to right. it, right? I mean, what I knew, the little I knew about the show was that I knew it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, mm, right? Yeah. So that's what I was mm-hmm. told. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the description was Barry meets Killing Eve. Okay. That <gasps> Both good shows. That Both amazing shows. That literally was in the casting notes. Yeah. Both are, are oh, comedies. Amazing shows. Yeah. yeah. Is right. this a comedy? I it's an sure. action dark, comedy. Action comedy. Is it yeah. dark comedy? Lot, yeah, it's dark comedy. Yeah. 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 A lot because of funny Killing Eve is yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. dark comedy. Okay. So when I read that description, I went, oh, okay. You know, so I knew, and then I knew I was also told that it was, um, you know, and it was going to be an all-Asian writing room, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which, uh, all-Asian writers room, so I thought that was awesome. And then I knew that, you know, um, the some of the producers and showrunners were going to be API, so I thought that was really <gasps> promising yeah, to that see good. that, right, yeah. you know? Yeah, just like so, the restaurants, you need yeah, to see Asian yeah, people in yeah. the kitchen. So I knew that the character's name was like this, just this fun play on, you know, just the words, but also my character loves to eat, which is not too far from the real me. <laughs> um, and so in the scene, you'll see I do something funny with things. I saw something that... Yeah. Oh, that, my God. Wait, gosh. did you... Dude, it was the, the takeaway box, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was that something you added? Was that... No, it's a, definitely a credit to um, the director, Kevin. And so we were, I was training with the stunt team for the week before we shot scenes. And then third day that I was training with the stunt team, who is amazing, by the way. I mean, bravo to those, those wonderful folks. They really embraced me and welcomed me. And uh, Kevin pulled me aside and said, you know, I want you to do something kind of funny because your character is kind of a little bit off, mm-hmm. odd. Because mm-hmm. if you notice, if you've, if you've seen the show, like all the other triad heads um, who are amazing actors, they're like folks I... Grew up watching Ron, Ron. Yeah, yeah. Ron, you know, James Liu. I mean, he's a legend. Um, and so they all have these like really nice, sleek, like, you know, Armani suits. And then when they went to fit me, <laughs> I remember going, Wait, what were you wearing? I can't remember. I'm like, what the hell are they having me wear? <laughs> it was like this, they gave me a fanny pack. Oh my God. Oh, this right. tight fitting kind of like polo shirt. But these are all. Good clothes. I mean, yeah, clothes yeah, I could never afford, first of all. But, I mean, they were, like, kind of geeky. Ha, ha, funny. You know, funny geeky. <laughs> and then they had me wear, like, you know, like those, um, like the sleeveless, kind of, like, puffy thing mm-hmm, that people, mm-hmm. when they when they go fishing. Mm-hmm. Like a vest. Yeah, like yeah. a vest, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, the fishing vest. And then they, they had me wear these, like, 
socks that has like cartoon characters on, <laughs> <Yeah>. on them. <laughs> and then these slippers that has like a little crocodile face. And I'm okay. thinking, what, what is happening? Visually, visually comedic yeah. as well as I'm acting. I'm like, what yeah. is happening here? And I'm thinking, well, what is going on? You know? But then when I figured out a little bit more of the character, just a little bit, then I thought, oh, okay. So my character, especially the name, he's a little bit quirky, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I kind of... He's got personality. Yeah. And so yeah. that's what really helped me when I kind of got into that, you know? Yeah. Why does yeah. a fanny pack always yeah. make people fanny look pack. strange? I, I don't know. know. Exactly. They should, yes. yeah, now they're calling it a man purse. Oh, well, right, a man purse. The, but no? the fanny pack came back uh, at least right, a year or two right. ago. Right, yes, 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 it's yes, cool yes, now. Yes. They just wear it on the shoulder or yes. something. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, we need to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more about what the casting mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. the behind the scenes of Brother's Son. Mm-hmm. Great show, by the way. And um, yeah, maybe some other so. stuff. All right. All right, thanks. Word to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Asian Coasters. All self-respecting and courteous people use our coasters for glasses, mugs, and dare I say, dishes. We at Asian Coasters love everyone, but we love those people more who use our coasters. You can find our Asian Coasters at an Asian store near you where Asians live. Now... Back to our podcast. Well, welcome back to the Yoke Podcast. We are back with Alex Liu, uh, also Summer. I say hi. Hola again. Me, hello. Larry Tazuma. Hello, hello. Um, so we were talking before the break, we were talking about the brother's son. And um, can you give us a little plot summary and who's the big stars of this yes, show? Yes, yes. So obviously the big star is... OG badass Oscar winner Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Yay. She plays Mama Son, the matriarch of the group. Mm. Uh, and um, it's so the, basically it's about this Taiwanese family. Um, the older brother, the whole family, except the younger brother, there's two brother, two brothers, hence the brother's son, mm-hmm. S-U-N. Um, so it starts with you find out that this family is in a crime family. And... Um, there's a assassination attempt on the main guy, the matriarch, the, father. the, the patriarch mm-hmm. of, the, of the family. Oh shit! It's so, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. And so um, the older son Charles leaves Taiwan because his mom Michelle Yeoh and his younger brother, played by Sam Song Lee, who's amazing in it, um, they have been living pretty much like a blissful life for about ten years in the San Gabriel Valley. And the young son goes to college, wants to be a stand-up comic, and has no idea that his family is deep into the underworld. Mm. Right. And so that's basically the premise. Yeah. So the assassination attempt triggers all this stuff where Charles needs to go to America to protect his mom, protect his younger brother. And when they find out, when the younger brother finds out that his family is not some normal family, then that's where a lot of the drama and the conflict and all the cool stuff happens. So that's sort of the short synopsis. So there's, there's a lot of John Wick action, a lot of martial yes. arts, a lot of yes. gunfighting. Yes. Yeah. Um, the stunt team, a good chunk of the stunt team worked on the John Wick movies. Okay. Yeah. And Andy yeah. Lee. And yeah, the, the, the Lee brothers, um, they're mm-hmm. on it. They're, they're from everything we're all at once. So mm-hmm. great, great stunt team. And I was lucky enough to be able to train with them for a week. Very nice. And that was fantastic. That was really fun. 
Yeah. I know, and I asked you if you were yeah. fighting, and you. Said, yeah, no, no, I don't do any fights. I just react. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it was such a co- complex mm-hmm. kind of a choreography because this this big action set piece mm-hmm. in episode seven, and for those of you who haven't watched them, I mean, you're gonna really like the action scene, and so we. Trained for it. I mean, I trained with them for a week, but mm-hmm. when I got there, I found out that they had been training for it for months. Oh wow! You know, and they also showed us like the video practice. So what they did was they actually rehearsed the whole action scene with the stunt folks, mm-hmm. and they filmed it, mm-hmm. and then they did the actual physical training as mm-hmm. well. So when I got there, they had their stuff down, mm-hmm. and it was all filmed already, and it was really neat to see it. You know, to see all the stunt folks like doing the stuff that you end up seeing in the show. Right. 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 So that was really incredible. I mean, I never had that experience before. So I was just really lucky to be able to do it. And they were super great, super nice, just really welcomed me, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, oh, hi, I'm here to kind of change you guys. <laughs> you know, my first day, they were like, oh, yeah, you're Alex, right? And it was just really nice. Right. Really, really nice. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Location-wise, do they film locally or? Yes, so I'm pretty sure, yes. I mean, the majority of the show um, was filmed in the San Gabriel Valley. Okay. So that big action set piece is at a restaurant on San Gabriel. And um, they go to all the different, a lot of restaurants, a lot of bakeries, a lot of noodle houses. So when you watch the show, you really see the San Gabriel Valley is another character. Right. You know, kind of like New York is a character in the Woody Allen films, right? Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's 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 nice, you know, because I was growing up here, still live in the area, and it's nice to see all those things being featured, you know, and then the food. I haven't seen all the episodes, but the food is another character in the show, too. So, well, yeah, the, yeah. well, that's a, a good thing, is that they're kind of like promoting the neighborhood. Yes. Restaurant business or yeah. whatever business is on yeah, that. Because right. it's present present day yes so yes. they're getting some yeah, so free I'm marketing sure, yes yeah, so i'm sure a lot of uh-huh. folks are gonna come to these places mm-hmm. and i think there's gonna be a big influx of folks that have never even like mm-hmm. left the 10 <laughs> the you know 10 I mean? like cross, the rain, cross the, line yeah, you know, like right the, you know the border you know, 10 east oh my gosh you know why yeah. would we go there uh, but I think a lot of folks are going to come out. So I think that's great for the businesses. Yes. I mean, that's uh, ultimately, that's what it's... Yeah, uh, they know, even have nice. Vietnamese restaurants there, guys. Right. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> not yes, just Chinese, yes. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool to see. I have that. a, I have a, in, uh, like, in, like, interest in something that when I saw, we were taping this at your, um, Larry's house. We're taping this at Larry's house and um, um, temporary right now because Larry has his, um, uh, uh, my foot in the cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't know how to title that. <laughs> uh, just a temp. Okay. Anyways, so I was wondering, um, you have a clock in your bathroom when I was in there. And I was like, who has a clock in their bathroom? Because there's people, is that usual? And then the second that your freaking toilet paper was soft. I'm just going to say, no one has softer like that unless it's a luxury home. Um, That's crazy. A little note about the toilet paper. <laughs> I, I have to have... The softest toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know what it is. I think it's Charmin, right? Oh. But I, I have to have it. And even, even during the pandemic, when there was a shortage, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I had a year's worth of toilet paper nice. stocked up. Yes. I had literally nice. like <laughs> a, two of those uh-huh. big Costco uh-huh. size in <laughs> my closet because I just don't want to run out of toilet yeah. paper. Yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah. 
but you have like luxury Charmin or something on uh, using on my hands, and I just think <laughs> it's amazing because I was like, wow, this I feel we, I feel different already in the environment. <laughs> take it on on our vacations oh. too. Oh when, my god, you know, that's we hilarious! Travel, we went to New York. We, oh, we brought yeah. a roll. When we went to Korea, we brought a, a oh, few rolls. Yeah, yeah. You never yeah. know. You never yeah, know. No, you like I traveled in Hong Kong and bought toilet paper. Yeah. Like you just don't know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Anyways, but sorry for being uh, um, deviating from that. No, I just no. I had to make uh, a comment. About, a comment about yeah, that. that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you, thank no, you, Alex. Course, yeah. <laughs> so thank I, you, Larry. I also, um, so you remember the audition process back yes. in the day? Yeah. Show up. Show up. You know, in in this when <clears throat> casting place of uh, what La Brea? What's that mm-hmm, place called? Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 South of Brea you would show up all these different casting offices yes, and yes, now yes. a lot of it is on tape yeah self-tape yep. how's yes. that yeah mm. yeah that's a great question so you know years ago when I auditioned like you said Larry I mean you know you show up you know the casting mm-hmm. person's there you get notes you know if they like you they'll say oh try this if they don't like you they'll say thank you um, so I did that years ago then of course when COVID happened um, it kind of just basically obliterated that right so everything was self-taped so when i got back into the game so to speak for like a better terms um it was like self-tape and i'm thinking oh okay <laughs> and then i'm thinking well i don't have any of the gear that i'm looking at here that we have and i just have my literally my old pc thank goodness it has a camera and then i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my room slash office slash man cave slash whatever and I just luckily I have a big window, mm-hmm. and so I just let the natural light come in, and I always do my self taste between like ten a.m. and about <laughs> yeah like two o'clock two p.m. Yeah, yeah, you know, right? That's right. where the best yeah. light is. Yeah. Um, and so, so that I have to think about. Okay, no fancy technology, fine, but the <laughs> only thing about self tape that's a very it's a somewhat a disadvantage is that. You're going to do the part. You're going to audition the part the way you think mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. what the casting people want. Right. Mm-hmm. But you might be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can only do your character to whatever extent that you as an actor think you can do it. So I would usually just do like two takes for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so if it's one scene, I would do two takes. I vary it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I've never gone beyond two takes because mm-hmm. I'm thinking gosh you know who would want to see three takes because they're getting all these self tapes yeah like, hundreds I, of thousands I don't want to yeah. see myself more than two takes you know so I would just send two takes I vary it between and it does take time because you have to do your slate that's a separate take shot yeah. video right. and then they want the you know your whole body shot and so I have this old PC that I still have <laughs> so I would literally position my PC on like Two chairs. Yeah. And then I would stand on a chair just to get the height, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a whole production. It's like totally ridiculous. It's called, um, um, what's that TV, TV show? The MacGyver? Um, MacGyver. Yeah, so I yeah. just MacGyver like, my stuff, you know. But since the camera is farther for the full body take, mm-hmm. I have to talk really, really loud. <laughs> but not make it sound like I'm really, really loud on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. your theater experience. Right. High exactly. Five. There you exactly. go. <laughs> well, not a problem. So you know? I got a question. Yeah. Uh, Summer, you, you do the, the casting. Mm-hmm. So does it matter if you send in your, your self-tape early or later or does, does there an advantage of sending it early? I can only speak for myself, but... Um, 
with I, 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 I like that question and also want to bring up the fact that when um, Alex said about the variances for the self-tapes, mm-hmm. I usually send notes to all the actors. Um, when I hear the director say um, the, you know, their comments about how they perceive a character, I kind of like, like give some of that into the notes for the actors so they, they can come in with the right sort of like, mm-hmm. at least the, it, yeah. like in a navigation, at least you're going north. Or south or wherever the, the directors want mm-hmm. you guys to go. Right. Instead of you trying to decide north, south, east, west, and you're just going all over the place. So, you, But I got to say, when I um, watch um, Instagram of actors talking, I do also agree with them that you have to feel a little lost so mm. that there's more actors have to feel a little lost in their scene so that um, the directors can play with them more. Because if you know exactly what you're doing, that's one variance, mm. right? That's mm-hmm. one very... And then the other one is, for me, I like to see a different take on the second scene. I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. second take. take. Yeah, because I, to me, um, consensus, consistency is great, but I like variance for me. I see. Because what if I want to put you in another role that you, if, if the director didn't choose you for this role, I want to choose you for another role. Okay. I want that whole imagination of you so you want to see every, range. yeah mm-hmm. oh okay. thank you the yeah, shorter version the shorter version right. and then your question was what <laughs> oh no so you know they always have a deadline and oh yeah early or late this, usually yeah. this note mm-hmm. that says hey uh get it in sooner than later right mm-hmm. so does that does that happen? yes it's almost like look if you can't get it within a certain as soon as possible thing then i feel like you're not kind of ready mm. because if you're on set they change things up so quickly. Mm-hmm. If you if it takes you hours to do something, mm-hmm. on one you know one scene, you, it's it you're not. I don't know. It's just harder for you. Okay. Um, so they. I know. I know some of the actors do their homework ahead yeah. of time before the sh- shoot, mm-hmm. but because some directors change up, some writers change up the scene. You have to be ready. So the audition, if they're giving you, hey, um, today. Uh, Alex says, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want Alex to do a scene by four o'clock. Right. Mm. He just has to do it. He just right. got to do it. Yeah. yeah. And if you're like in the beginning of the uh, of the roster of people sending in, more likely they'll take more time with you. Later. To look at the tape. Yes. Sure. Later, for me, that. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then I'm watching like at midnight, t- 10 more show up. Am I going to see the whole scene? Mm. Hard to say. Probably not. Hard You've to seen say. bits and pieces mm-hmm. in the next. But, yeah, I'm not okay. going to say I don't, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it, it's harder because I'm tired. Wow. I've okay. seen that's it. That's insightful. Right. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. you right? You and, want yeah, to know. And usually, you know, with self-tapes, I mean, I, the longest I've had to do it right after I get the sides from my agent is like four days. Mm. The longest. I don't think I've ever gotten where it's more than that. So I try to do it within two days mm-hmm. so I try to send it to my agent the day before it's actually due mm. so that's it because I need a good oh. couple of days to just sort of wow. get the character right I mean that's yeah, what I fast. try to do it's yeah. fast mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. the scenes it's crazy he had mm-hmm. six pages for an audition yesterday whoa and I'm that's like amazing. that's amazing two big scenes it was two big scenes that's yeah. crazy are for you, you guys are you good at uh, memorizing I'm good because of theater okay yeah, yeah, and so I I can do a scene. Thank God. I mean, I can do a scene, memorize it. I mean, if I have a little bit of time, mm-hmm. then I I can do it. And then I'll just go right. Can back you share it, a little know? bit about yeah. your process of memorizing? Yeah, I mean, I like so if I get the sides, um, I would 
first just read it silently. Mm-hmm. I would just read it. And then if there's notes about the character, which mm-hmm. is what you do, Summer, for the actors, which is great. So I always appreciate that. Usually it's like a little short paragraph. Mm-hmm. So I'll just read the sides a couple of times on the laptop. You know, and then, you know, and then I just kind of walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of think about the character. Mm-hmm. And I think about the lines. And then I just, um, it's kind of odd. I mean, this is just my process. I mean, I don't know if it's sure. great or not great. No. And then I just, I'm, I'm, and I just kind of just, I'm very quiet about it. Like mm-hmm. I just kind of walk around. I, I just think a little bit of the lines and I don't even memorize it yet. And then I go back and I look at it again, right? Or I haven't printed out and now I have the pages in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now after I've thought through the character, what he might sound like or mm-hmm. might move like, and then I'll start saying the lines mm-hmm. but just in my normal as an as me just talking mm-hmm. because i want to get all that trip ups of words you oh, know yeah, i want to get all that out first so i'm just reading it reciting it what do you want to call it so i'll spend about a day doing that mm-hmm. wow that's blocking, blocking, day, blocking out a day so yeah all your plans then <laughs> the second day then i put the character in because by that day usually i will have sort of like subconsciously really thought about mm-hmm. the character what it sounds like, what he would move like. Then I do the character work. You absorb the character already. Yeah, so yeah. then I spend mm-hmm. about a day and a half doing that. Right. And right. then I do the self-tape. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, can we jump to Yoke Magazine? Yes, right. definitely. Okay, yes. So we're going to bring this back to Yoke Magazine. Yes. Alex, you... A mini reunion. This is a mini reunion, mm-hmm. yes. I, I love was it. One of the uh, one of the first editors. You were one of the last ones. I was I was the last editor. Of the, last editor, editor. the last editor. The last editor of your Which Ooh, which yeah. covers did you do, by the way? I started with um let's see, the first one I did. Oh, the first one was Bai Ling. Bai Ling. That was the first right. cover. That she's I still out there. Refresh yeah. my memory yeah, yeah, yeah. who she is. She's an actress. Yeah. She's an actress. She was she's in, in Anne. the Crow. Right. Okay, Anne. Anna and the King. She played Sumta, you know, that that the bald girl. Yeah. She's, she's in a lot of like cool horror action right. flicks, right? She takes a lot of risk on a lot of roles. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So that year, she was in, and actually, I mean, the show was not very good, but she was very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, but she was in The Monkey King. Oh, right. It was Asian. her oh. and Russell Wong and okay. Thomas Gibson. Okay. From Dharma and Greg. Remember that miniseries? Yeah, like two Dharma. nights. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh my God. So we interviewed for that uh, for her with her show. Then so she was the cover on that issue. So mm. that was the first cover I did mm. after the one that George Johnston, mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. an amazing mm-hmm. editor before me as well. Um, so that was the first cover. And then my last issue was Sonoma Lake mm-hmm. from. Um, that surfing movie with the three women in Hawaii. Oh, something uh, blue. It was Michelle blue Rodriguez. Something? Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Something blue crush. Yes, thank you. I blue don't know crush. why I know that because I yes. don't even like the ocean. Blue crush. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was the okay. last cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Gosh, I don't know if I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel a little yeah. embarrassed, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so. Well, now it can be in your list. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> list of movies yeah. to watch. Okay. Um. No, I, I don't know if I saw the the, the last Yoke magazine. Oh, thought you meant the movie. The movie, I think I. That. Kate Botsworth was in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's amazing. Oh, by the way, what was your experience like uh, editing a magazine? You know, I loved doing the magazine. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, that changed my life too. I was just, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the first, one of the first meetings we had when Yoke was being created, mm-hmm. right? It was with Tommy and yeah, it was Tommy. Larry was Andy. there. Uh, 
Phil was there. Uh-huh. Phil, Phil Chung, Chung, yeah. Tin Yen. was there. And it was really great meeting because we, we, Amy? we, we all she sat there. And then Tin and Tommy, they had a bunch of magazines, you know, like mm-hmm. all the magazines that you read or don't read. And they were like, okay, so I'm going to give you guys like 10 minutes, go through all the magazines and then rip up pages mm-hmm. that you think well that you like mm-hmm. like what do you like about it and then it, that was like so fun because mm-hmm. it was like oh yeah you know so yeah so it was really cool i, I remember that first day well, you, your covers yeah. your yeah. covers and um were yeah. really professional yeah. very well done cover yeah, shots yeah, yeah. and then your interviews were very yeah. um poignant and and right. and re- realistic nothing yeah. nothing uh trivial or right. fancy mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. i i think what i love about yoke was that you know, it was, I still look back, I still think, you know, it was ahead of its time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, from the first issue that we put Margaret Cho on, you know. Obviously, I wasn't even yeah. involved when that was happening. I mean, I was like one of the writers, but I hadn't even had an article in the magazine yet, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just loved everything that Larry mm-hmm. Phil was doing at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like on board, like from day one, you know, mm-hmm. 10 and, you know, it was a great crew. And I just had a blast <clears throat> doing it, you know, writing for it for a couple of years and then editing it for you know the last maybe like five years or something like mm-hmm. that and um it was it was great you know it was, mm-hmm. it was just meeting everybody uh-huh. including larry and then just talking to talents that at that time mm-hmm. no publication would feature them right no that's one what i'm so proud i know of you, i know you guys as a collective feature right. yeah. no you guys you yeah, guys you know? basically started them off almost it's almost like they're 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 new what do you call it i don't have children so i don't know what they're called but starting shoes or whatever the the shoes baby steps baby steps yeah you were their first step and then they grew from there it's like plants just skyrocketing to a tree we we knew the importance they were bringing to the to the to to, to culture you saw it we knew that Mm -hmm. but everybody else did meaning like you know non-apis and i mean Mm -hmm. you know so I think I'm, I always look back and I always think, man, you know, it was very, very ahead of its time because we featured folks that no one else was featuring. No one else even thought of calling them to say, hey, not even a cover. I mean, just like, hey, we want to do a small story on you. And I yeah. think we did that very well. And mm-hmm. I'm so eternally proud of that. Yeah. I, you, know? you know, there's been people who've asked me about the experience of working for a magazine or being an editor for a magazine. And I always say this. When you become an editor of a magazine, there is not anyone in this world who does not want to talk to you. Mm. They'll, they'll give you some time, yeah. you know, a quote here or there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. There's right. this wonderful sort of good power yes, about yes. being an editor of a magazine. You can just reach out to anyone mm-hmm. at home. That's true. That's true. They'll be open to it. Yes, yes. Does that mean they kiss your ass? Or? No, no, oh, no. Okay. I don't know, okay. what, it, I don't know what it is, but you say, yeah, I'm the editor of such and such. And yeah. And then, oh okay, and then they'll, yeah. they'll they'll give you usually yeah. they'll yeah. give you. It's not like yeah. my my husband who's a yeah. nurse and he, he says he's a nurse and they like turn around. Uh, I mean, he could save their life one day, you know, yeah, yeah. in the freaking yeah. yeah. This is a, okay. I don't have to know you, okay. but anyways, I'm sorry, yeah. digressing. Yeah, no, no. What about um, your? I love your program. Yeah. Well, can I throw oh, yeah. a quick anecdote about people talking of course, to of course. magazines? Right, mm-hmm. Larry's totally correct about this. Mm-hmm. So. This is a really cool little story. I just have to share this. Mm-hmm. So when the Phantom Menace came out, mm-hmm. right? I knew because you know I'm a geek. I follow all the behind the scenes. So I knew that Doug Chang mm-hmm. was the main visual designer for oh. Lucasfilm, mm. right? 
it just so happens that he also went to UCLA film school, but mm-hmm. he was a couple of years before me. So I actually never met him at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I knew Doug Chang was designing mm-hmm. those three movies, right? So I remember I turned around to Tommy Tam and I said, you know what? We got to go to Skywalker Ranch and we got to interview <laughs> Doug Chang. Yeah. Oh my right? God. The and I remember I mentioned this at a writer's meeting uh-huh. and every writer, and I love them all, they're like, yeah, we're right, Alex. <laughs> How are you going to get like, yeah, because... Yeah. George Lucas is so private, right? Yeah, right. how are you going to go past... How are you going to go past the stormtroopers? Yeah. yeah. And you know, my motto has always been ask. Ask mm. first. You mm. never know. Yeah. How do you know? Mm-mm. And if, you, if they say no, find a different way, right? Go to the side door. That's always been my philosophy. <laughs> when you do independent theater, you got to by any means necessary. Yeah. Okay? Or through Seriously. the window. Yeah, no? you know? Okay. So then... Tin thought it was possible. Tommy thought it was possible. And that's all I needed. But the rest of the writers were like, actually, we were laughing. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, this is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I go, this is going to happen. The movie had come out just a month before. So I called up, cold call, mm-hmm. Skywalker Ranch, and I got the Chang on the phone. Huh. Oh, it was holy crap. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And I talked to him, and he said, come up. Wow. It was like that. That's how much he supported yeah. Yeah. New York Magazine, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's then awesome. He, then yeah. he, Patched me back to the PR lady, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she put it all together. And then, in two weeks, we rode in Tommy's van. Mm-hmm. Me, Tim, <laughs> Tommy, Mobile. yeah, and yeah, Diego. I didn't know you had a van. And band. Diego, who was a great photographer mm-hmm. for our magazine, and we went to Skywalker Ranch, and we mm-hmm. had the VIP. I mean, we saw everything. Wow, you mm-hmm. know, and it's I beautiful. Yeah. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we walked in the room where Doug Chang was working, and it was amazing. And there was like all those artifacts from the shows. So there's like when you walk in the main building, you see the original whip <gasps> from Indiana Jones. Oh my gosh. You see Dude. like the original hand that Luke yeah, Gallagher has yeah. his hand cut off. I mean, it was, I geeked out, of course. Oh, of course. You know? And we spent the whole day at Skywalker hanging out with Doug Chang. Yeah. Oh my God. We are like one degree away yeah. from your Skywalker wench. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I just have to tell that story because no one was featuring him. Uh-huh. No one knew. Uh-huh. That was right? smart. That there's smart. this Asian American mm-hmm. who's designing all those stuff, the, yeah. the ships and all the other stuff. You know, I mean, he wasn't the only person, but he was the main guy, mm-hmm. right? And so we had a blast. You no, know? we we yeah. want to focus yeah. on behind the scenes, like yeah. not behind the scenes. I'm yeah. sorry, behind the camera. Yeah. Just as yeah. much as be in yeah. front of the yeah. camera, because Asians are working yeah. in every yeah. field. So that was one of my right? favorite. I mean, not covers, just Asian you know, people, having Doug Chang in the cover. That was that was amazing. That was I, so I just awesome. have to share one of my yes. most amazing yoke uh, moments. Was I was I was having lunch with Theo from the oh. Beat, yeah. Theo Mizuhara, and we yes. were we were going to some dim sum restaurant out in West LA. Just you know, it was a like a Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon, and and so we sat down. And uh, my friends were sitting with Jason Scott Lee at a different table. Oh. And then there was Ming-Na Wen with her husband on a wow. different table. And they all came over to say hello. That to Theo? So to, cool. to Theo and, yeah. to, and just to, you know, say, say hello. And, yeah. and it was just one of those weird, weird Asian-American sure. yoke moments. Yes, where, yes. And, and Theo just goes, this is a strange world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that connection. Because at the time, I mean, Ming Now was yeah. like yeah. probably the biggest Asian mm-hmm. American yes. actress, and, yes, yes, yes. and, and still, Jason Scott now was even the, more yeah, biggest yeah. Asian yeah. male actress and right. actor, and right. and so right. it was just it was just weird. It was just just a weird. That's awesome moment. Yeah. That's oh, geez, nice dude, moment. you guys are That's so close cool. to the Marvel and the That's Star Wars. Cool uh, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars projects. You guys are so close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, you'll, you guys will get there. Uh, I want to ask about his program for the um, n- a nonprofit program that he does. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because it's so. I love the fact that you, Alex, you're doing this before you even more famous. Like, oh I, gosh, I don't know about more famous. I but, just want to do yeah. some parts. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, but I'm saying that it's, a lot of people wait until they're so famous that they do mm. all the philanthropy. But but some actors actually do it before that, and they already built a relationship. So yeah. I, you're one of those people. Yeah. So you know the program that you're um, referring to is called My Own Story mm-hmm. or uh, MOS or MOS for mm-hmm. short. So I created my own story in um, 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story, very short. So when I did Dan Kwong's Asian Men's Writing Performing Group, like I told you, it changed my life. It mm-hmm. showed me that it was important to tell our stories on our own terms, right? Mm-hmm. And put it up ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Not have to wait for money or whatever you just hopefully you put up in a theater and then it goes wide and you get some reviews and that's what happened with my one-man show right so i thought you know if i could somehow have this program that i had just finished with dan a couple of years before that for mainly youth mm-hmm. mainly you know you know youth that are underserved in different communities right so i'd always wanted to do something like that right and so dan that time said, hey, you know what? Um, if you feel that calling, for lack of a better word, you know, um, I'll, I'll kind of train you, hmm. you know, um, if you're open to it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, of course. So we spent many months where he mm. trained me mm-hmm. to do the work that he did with us adult men that I could do with youth. Nice. Right? Oh, see? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so that program's been running ever since. I do, like, two to three My Own Story workshops every year. I just finished one in Temple City. Um, hardcore, um, you know, disadvantaged youth. Um, I'm doing another one out of town in two weeks. Uh, that's still scheduled to happen. Um, so yeah, it's a great program, mm-hmm. you know. So I do it with schools. I do it with theaters. I do it with mm-hmm. arts orgs. Yeah, um, I so hope you yeah. do. I hope you do it. Yeah. Actors on actors with Adam Driver because you both oh, are doing that. You know, okay, you both okay. are doing um, helping yeah, yeah. people through art. Yeah, so it's a cool I program. I yeah. mean, you know, I love working with the youth, um, but I've also done it at colleges too. So I was actually I, I taught it at UC Davis for many years. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So I'm a guest artist lecturer up there on a seasonal basis, but but yeah. So with the programs for high school, mm-hmm. college, and post college. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I wow. love it. I mean, it's it's. Um, I always tell people I love performing on stage in front of the camera, and of course the my own story workshop. But I I I can see myself doing both as long as I'm able to. Mm-hmm. But the my own story workshop is really dear to my heart. It's, Aww, it's, that's it's commendable. Really, you know, yeah, that sounds it. great. How do yeah. how do people how do listeners get in touch with you or mm-hmm. or find out more about this program? Um, I have I I I had a website, and then I realized that. I hadn't checked for a while, so I have to, <laughs> have to check it. So I'm not going to throw out the website. I guess they can contact me. Do you have an Instagram? No, he, I, I need to have one. But he, you can find me on Facebook. Facebook. The OG Facebook. Is it you know? public? Oh, oh yeah, the OG yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's public, yeah. And then they can always um, email me. I mean, um, my email is really easy. So oh, wait, 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 no, wait. Don't wait. say the email. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if you oh, want the okay. hackers to come. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. <laughs> they can, they yeah, can yeah, also yeah, get okay. through your agent. So you oh, are, that's right, true. Right, that's right. true. There you yeah, go. Thank you this, so much. Thank of course. Yeah, yeah I'm paranoid. Yeah. All right. And then, <laughs> and um, yeah, that, um, you, you will get an Instagram soon. Yeah. Not Because remember, I told you, somebody's going to take your name <laughs> for Instagram. That, if you, no, they do. They always do for actors. 
it, just like the dot com, they take they oh like oh. It, for you, Larry Tazuma dot coms. When you get famous, or something. yeah, they, yeah. They, they, is that squatting? Yeah. Oh, they, they have that for internet too. Well, yeah, anyway. for oh. internet, they, they'll take a, a very popular. And then you have to buy your guy, gosh darn name on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Mm. Okay, so um, thank you, think, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank I think we're so ready much. to wrap this yes. up. Um, we have. How do we get in touch with you, Summer? Um, I'm with you. So, uh, <laughs> but um, summertime at summertime casting, uh, uh, Instagram. You can find oh, me. Oh, S O S O. Sorry, S O M M E R. S O M M E R. Yeah. Right. I'm at L T Goto on Instagram and Larry Tizuma on Facebook. Oh, L T Goto also on X. Um, and how do we reach you, Paris? <laughs> Paris. DJ Paris Wang? Very easy. Paris Wang official. Paris Wang yeah, official. At, at Paris oh, Wang nice. official. At, no Paris, no on hyphens. Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Instagram. Love it. Yes. Paris Wang official. Yeah. And I have it in the description. Anything you guys need to find is will be in the description. Thank you so much for All listening. Right. Yeah. So special thanks, Paris Wang, Tommy Tam, Tim Yen, uh, Summer here. Woo. Uh, and my wife for allowing us to use yes. her basement as a yes. studio. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, and Amy too, mm-hmm. which we'll have to have yes. a, a. No, big... you guys want to do a full reunion with yeah, the yoga. Yeah. Yes. yes, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. In, in the future, like. look yes, out for that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and your child, but we won't name her because no. we don't want anybody to go for her <laughs> birthday or anything like that. But, anyways. Okay, so this <laughs> was the yoga podcast. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank, Thank you, everyone. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Stay tuned for the next episode. Pop the yolk and spread the love. Yolk is 